Whether you have a diagnosis or not, I don't care. Jump inside this podcast and I'm going to teach you how to read your own blood work so you can find the answers to your health concerns. Yes, those normal labs that your doctor keeps saying, oh, they look great. We'll see you again in six months. They really have answers in them if you know how to read it correctly. So come join me along this journey, leave a review and share with your friends. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Beyond the Diagnosis podcast with me, Dr. Kylie. We have a relationship expert on, but not just any relationship. She's one of the best relationship experts in the world. And I'm not just saying that, the media says that too. So Jamie Bronstein is a relationship therapist, coach, and host of Love Talk Live on LA Talk Radio. By the way, if you want to hear the story of my dating and courtship with my husband, go check it out on her radio show. For the past 20 years, Jamie has guided people from around the world as they navigate the peaks and troughs of dating and relationships. And today's topic is going to be, what do you do within a relationship and you're building a business at the same time? And not only that, but just communicating in ways to get that that, uh, twinkle in the eye back again, or, you know, that stimulate that love for you and your spouse or partner, whatever it is in your situation. So Jamie, welcome on. Thank you so much. Yes. Um, like you were just saying, you were just on my show and now I'm here. So um, we're just continuing the conversation pretty much. Yeah. Let's talk about the communication within a couple's relationship. But wait, hold on. First, before we go there, why are you a relationship expert? What led you down that path? Ooh. Love this question. And I always say that it really started when I was born because my name in French means I love. J apostrophe A-I-M-E. J'aime means I love in French. So I feel like I was destined to do this work. However, it was really my first psychology class in high school a million years ago. And I just fell in love with psychology. I felt like it gave me this power, gave me the answers to everything in life. And so it all started, really all started there. And so it's my mixture of my love of love, my love of psychology, put them together, got my bachelor's in psychology, master's in social work, and then certificate in spiritual psychology. And like you said, I was, I've been doing this for 20 years. At the beginning of my practice, I was seeing all different types of clients' issues, but I found that the couple, the people that came in that were either singles or couples or breakups and divorces, those are the ones that I gravitated to the most. So I eventually decided this is this is my niche. These are the people I want to work with. So you you had the experience of okay, this is the person. I'm just because the practitioners are listening, and they're like, well, what is my niche? Well, it really is can mold over time. And what do you love? Who is that patient that comes in? that You're like, oh, I love working with this person. When you see them on the schedule, it lights you up. That person is your niche or niche, as I like to say. And it's also like, I know for you and your life, it's, and this is for me in my life, it's what do you have experience with that lights you up? Like for me, I luckily grew up with parents. They just celebrated their 51st anniversary. So I grew up getting so inspired by them. And then I dated for a really long time, had a million boyfriends, didn't get married till I was, I met my husband, I was 34. So I have tons of dating and relationship experiences. So it's what are you, what are you good at? And what do you want to, what do you want to share? I know 
you have your your blood. You're fascinated with blood, so you those are your people, blood people. Yeah, blood work. It's just keep it keeps continuing to mold as I enter new worlds of like mindset and money and practitioner stuff. But yeah, and it's and it's not being afraid of taking that next step, taking it, following into what your heart is calling you into doing. So, okay, for those of us in relationships like Jamie and I. We're both running businesses at the same time, and it can be a struggle. Um, I remember the first little bit of being married when I started my business. So I guess we were two and a half years into marriage when I started my business, but it was always fights over my business, not necessarily his, because he has his too. I just, I know nothing about roofing, so I let him do his thing. Where mine is, I was so new to the whole world of business, and as a as a doctor with a doctor mindset, we don't, we're not taught business. We're not taught mindset. We're not taught about money or finances or nothing like that. We're talked about taught how to handle the patient. And so this world of business and then especially the world of how do you balance a business in a relationship and keep it healthy? I have so much to say. Um, one thing I want to start out with, because I don't want to forget to say this, this happens with a lot of my clients. So as women, as women, we, there's our work personality, you know, work, 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 which is, which, which is when you're building a business and you're hustling, that's masculine energy, right? And then it's, it's, you have to be very cognizant about not turning it off, but shifting more into okay, I'm in business mode and now I'm in relationship mode. And a lot of people had, a lot of couples had problems with this, especially during COVID when they were just always together. So how do you make that shift from sweatpants into sexy time, I would say. Um, but it's it's deeper than that. It's more about, this is one issue that comes up a lot. You know, how do you go from like, because as women, Women, the feminine is receiving, masculine is giving. So how do you kind of, how do you balance that? And I just say you need to be communicating with each other. You need to be cognizant. You need to be aware of, this isn't saying you need to be a different person at work and a different person when you're with your spouse or partner. This is just being aware. So I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever thought about this, if you ever think about this, if this comes up in your relationship at all, but that's one thing that I hear a lot from my clients, you know, how do I, I'm so like, go, go, go all day and like hustle and fighting and earning money. These women, cause this is the world we live in now. It's wonderful that women are earning more money, but then how do you get to the, how do you convert into that relationship time? Well, it's hard too. I I never leave my house anymore. I leave my house to go to the grocery store. And back when I had an office, it's like I had the 15 minute drive home to separate work from home. Now work is always home. Right. It's always on this stupid cell phone thing. I could flip it up and we can start social media and I can post and do my, my work stuff as my husband likes to call it. And And there's no... There's no separation. You have to be very specific in how you do the separation. So how, how do we find, navigate that world? It's being intentional. And 
It sounds strategic, but literally I advise couples to, at the beginning of the week, say, when are we going to spend time together? And when we spend time together, let's do our best to not make it all about work or kids. Let's really try to talk about us. Remember when you guys were dating before there was, of course there was work, but before there were kids and the stresses, of course you can't literally go back to the way it was, but you can be very intentional. So be intentional about finding that date night, finding babysitters, family members, anybody. I always say there's never an excuse for not spending time together and cultivating that deep connection. I've made a lot of excuses before. That's one of our biggest struggles is we, when we do talk, I'm like, honey, I don't want to talk about work right now. Let's talk about something else. So it's, yeah, we're bad at that time thing. The other night I was like, the kids are asleep. It's like a little earlier than normal. Let's turn on Top Gun. Let's just have a date night right here. And it was so unusual for it. He's like, I'm going to go to bed. I'm like, no, we need to, like, this is our one opportunity right now. Let's take it. And, and so I think in my situation, and I, we need to be better for sure. We definitely need to be better for sure about it. And having that, that uh, time for just each other, where it's not work, where it's not my business, where it's not kids, where it's not the drama in the family, where it's like, it's just him and I, like we were 22, well, 24 again. I didn't know him when I was 22. Yes. And As you're talking, what I'm thinking of is this is a topic that I talk about a lot with a lot of different, in a lot of different areas. And it's surviving versus thriving. You know, you don't want to be that couple that just gets through the day. And of course, it's very easy to fall into that with kids and routines and schedules, ours and our kids and our spouses. But if you think about it, when you get to the end of your life, not to be morbid, but you know, do you want to look back and say, I, I was just getting through every day or I was, there was enjoyment throughout it. And that means individually and as a couple and as a family. So getting back to being intentional, being conscious and being aware, that's really the first step. Once you start getting aware, did I just get through this day? Am I waking up tomorrow and being like, oh, I'm going to do the same thing again? Or am I really being mindful and enjoying what I'm doing for work? And am I enjoying my relationship? Am I enjoying my family? And then you need to just do whatever you need to do to make sure to shift that and to make sure that, that you do have that joy in your life. And so for your relationship, you want to thrive together. You want to be growing always, moving in a forward direction. You want to be growing individually and you want to be growing together. Okay. I I want to talk, spend some time on communication. Yes. I know you're an expert in this, especially when it comes to relationships. And so let's just talk about how the psychology comes into play, how we can communicate in better ways. And really help the listeners out with, I mean, we could go into my relationship and your relationship, but let's really help them communicate better. And meanwhile, as you're helping them, help me communicate better. Okay. So I always say that you need to honor what you have to say, and then you say it. 
need to honor your voice. You need to honor your feelings with no attachment to the outcome. So that means you are going to say how you're feeling. You're going to say whatever you need to say, no matter what, no matter what the outcome is, meaning no matter how your spouse or partner is going to respond. The most important thing is that you do say it. And then the other person who's listening, their job is to validate. That's all they have to do. No, you shouldn't feel this way. No judging. It is such a simple equation that people just don't get because people are in their egos and they need to be right or they're getting in defensive mode. So, and you've, you guys, everybody has heard, use I statements. It's on Soul Cliche. I'm feeling this way versus you, 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 you're a horrible person or something like that. So it's cliche, but it's true. Say how you are feeling because then the other person will not be defensive. I love when I challenge my couples to do this because it is life-changing. It's relationship-changing. Yes, the next time you go say, just just start your sentence with, I'm feeling, and do it in a in a scenario where you actually have time to chat. Yeah. Like there are so many instances where I'm running out to his office, his office in our in our backyard. And I'm got five minutes for my next call and I just want to tell him something. And then he starts, you know, giving me the advice. I don't want the advice. I just want to I just want to get it out of my mouth. Just tell him something. And then he starts in and he's mad that I have to leave, but I have to leave. So just make sure that when you do have these conversations, you have the time to have the conversations and create the time for it. I have a, a good silly example that happened the other night. Um, I was having a snack. I have a snack before, like a late night snack. It's like, I've worked so hard. I'm going to have a snack and like watch some mindless show or something. Anyhow. And my husband, so I like sauerkraut. It's very, it's random. I like sauerkraut. Yes, it is. And when I'm preparing this turkey sandwich, this has happened a bunch of times recently. My husband will walk in the kitchen and I'll say, it smells. And I say, okay, once again, this is the 10th time you said this in the past week. It's the sauerkraut. It's kind of rude. You know, like, it's kind of rude. I'm going to be eating the sauerkraut. So he, and he said, why are you getting so whatever you're getting? Like he was judging, he was naming. I didn't even say how I was feeling. But I said, it doesn't matter. This is frustrating. I am frustrated because, I, so it doesn't matter how I'm feeling. This is how I'm feeling. I'm frustrated because we've already had this conversation and you keep bringing it up. Like, why do you need to do that? So in that moment, I think he, he finally realized, it took him 10 times, but he finally realized, okay, so she's a little offended. So maybe I won't, maybe I won't, he won't um, complain about the sauerkraut anymore. But I, it's very, it's not, it's a silly example. Believe me, I have a lot better examples than that, but it actually is deeper than the sauerkraut. I'm feeling offended. I'm feeling frustrated that you weren't listening the last time I told you. And it's very empowering. My husband, he says, I already told you this. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, but there's only so much space in my brain. Uh, can you repeat it for me? Like, it's not going to be the end of the world. Just, just repeat it for me. But I'll tell you, I already told you this yesterday. Okay. Tell me it again, please. See, we're the opposite. I, I get frustrated with my husband about the fact that he doesn't remember things. But we're all human. And all we can do is honor how we're feeling and then do better. 
Yeah, and just communicate. Like, I'm sorry, I didn't remember it. Just tell me again. It's all right. It will take you 10 seconds to spit it out of your mouth again. Yeah, he's like, I already told you this. Like, are you listen? No, sorry. Usually my brain is going a million miles over an hour. So if you and my husband hung out, you guys just wouldn't remember anything. And <laughs> we would just flow with the memory. Yeah. we And then we'd have to tell, I mean, I text my assistant, like, can you put this on my schedule? I need to figure out a better way to do that anyways. But okay. So communicating using, I'm feeling this way, honor your voice, honor your feelings. And then I love how you added there with, with no attachment to the outcome. Mm-hmm. Like we hear that with with money mindset. And when we launch things, like have no attachment to the outcome money-wise, but you can take the same concept and put it back into your relationship, have that communication with no attachment to the outcome. But that's really hard. It's hard, but it's life-changing. Because when I say that, what it means is that, once again, you are honoring yourself and you are in your integrity and that's all that matters. Because at the end of the day, That is the goal in life for us to be showing up as our authentic selves, living life from our authentic selves, residing from that place. And when you do that, we manifest, we bring in what is supposed to happen in our lives. And anybody who doesn't like what you have to say or gets defensive or leaves, let's say, because that's the reason why people don't do this because they have a fear that the person's going to leave or something like that, then they're that's not your person. That's not your job. That's not your friend, anything. So it's really empowering and really life-changing to say, I'm going to use my voice and I'm going to say this. And this doesn't, this is not saying, I'm not giving people permission to be judging, to be a horrible person. When I say use your voice and say what you, whatever you want to say, I don't mean in a destructive, combative way. I mean, you're just saying how you're feeling. Or what you need. You're saying what you need. That's important also. Okay, expand on that. Yes. Um, let's say you feel like you're with someone who doesn't pay enough attention to you. Getting back to work. Maybe they're focused too much on work. And you say, I need more time with you. I need to feel like I'm a priority in your life. That's something that you need. I need more help. Let's say you feel like, you know, some one person is doing more than the other in the relationship around the house, let's say. I need more help. I feel like I'm doing all the chores. I need more support. I feel like when I share things, like, you know, someone might say that their their spouse isn't supportive or they don't listen. When you, when you say that, I immediately think of the love languages. Mm, like yeah. what's my love language is different than his. So what he needs is going to be different than my needs. And if we don't communicate that, there's going to be some barriers and who knows what will happen down the road as if it continues to go on that direction. Communication and, and compromising. You know, like if knowing that your spouse has a different love language than you, then catering to that. But without, I always say it's compromise is okay, but sacrifice is not okay. And so as long as you're not sacrificing yourself, meaning getting out of your integrity, compromise forever, all day, every day. That's great. But just don't sacrifice yourself because that that goes against everything that we've been talking about. Yeah. Compromise, don't sacrifice. Okay. You got a book coming out. (gasps) I do. Tell us about this book. 
I'm so excited about the book. I know we discussed before a lot of listeners, watchers, viewers might be already in a relationship. However, you have a sibling or a friend or a cousin or a colleague who might be single. So this book is all about manifesting love. It's specifically called Man Ifesting, How to Manifest a Man. Um, and it's a step-by-step guide to how to attract the love that is meant for you. We're talking soulmate, not just any love, but the right love for you. And it is distributed by Simon & Schuster. It will be published right around the time. By the time you post this, air it. Um, There will be- Beginning of the year sometime. It will come out February 7th. I'll get the link to you guys. So we're like in the future right now. It's crazy. Hi, February. Um, so anyhow, um, but you'll be able to get it if you could put the Amazon link, that'd be great or whatever link I give you. Um, so yes, please spread the word. I believe that the teachings, um, the lessons, the concepts in this book are life changing and truly anybody, you could be in a relationship and read this book and apply. I was just going to say something exactly like that. Like maybe you already have the man that you're married to, but bettering yourself could better him. Yeah, I mean, and become that, you know, and and I will say this too, the the person I am when I got married is not the same person I am today. The person he is that he got when he we got married is not the same person he is today. So it's doesn't matter if you're in a relationship or you're looking for that relationship. It's it's uh how to how to become. Am I on the fi- right lines here? How to become that person that you're seeking? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I talk all about how to love yourself unconditionally. And when we love ourselves unconditionally, our life gets better. Our relationships get better. I talk about visualizing and surrendering and believing all of these things could be helpful in your relationship as well. So give us an example of someone that you've worked with, both from a couple side of things and how they were struggling, what they, they overcame with. And then also from the, I'm 30 years old, single, how the heck do I find my man? Yeah. So, okay, we'll do that one first. Um, so I have a client, although she's whittling out because she has found her man. So I have a client who she was previously married. This happens a lot. And she had a child and she had this negative narrative. I work a lot with negative narrative. She had this negative narrative. All the good guys are taken. She missed the boat and she's not even, I mean, she, she's yeah, 30, early thirties, 34, 33, 32, something like that. Um, she got married early, young. And so all these negative narratives, she also had some unresolved issues that everybody has. Hers were with her, from her childhood with her parents. She didn't have the best relationship with her dad. So she had a lot of these and also her mom made her feel like she wasn't good enough. So there was, there were a lot of like parental things. So all these things that were in her consciousness that she wasn't aware of until we worked and she became aware of them, the negative narratives that she was saying about herself. Maybe she wasn't worthy of love. Like I said, all the good guys were taken. So we do this, this thing called compassionate self-forgiveness, which very simply is saying what the misbelief is and then saying what the truth is. Misbelief comes from up here in our brain or our ego fear, and we drop down into our heart, which is the truth, our authentic self, our soul. So this is a very fast version of of the work. Um, And then, 
a lot of the things that we do, we, like I said, visualize. So she made something called an ideal scene, which is like a vision board. I also have a free gift. I'm happy to share it. Seven days of manifesting love, affirmations and exercises. You can put the link in for anybody who wants to share that or utilize it. Um, and I explain more in depth what that is, but it basically is as if it's happening now. So she wrote down everything, what her relationship's going to look like to the point, what her man's going to look like. Cut to one day session. She's like, you're not going to believe it. Here's another thing. Dating apps. I encouraged her to, now I met my husband on match.com in 2011 before it was an app. So big fan of apps, sites, whatever. I encouraged her to do the apps. She was very hesitant. She said she met a guy in Bumble. And this guy literally looked exactly like the type of man that she was looking for. And I, I just was in disbelief. And not only, I mean, that's a surface thing. He literally said the words to her. He's been looking for her. And you know, you always say like spiritually, you know, this, what you are seeking is seeking you. And it was a perfect example. They were looking for each other in so many ways. And so they're very happy. And, um, so that's, that's the single story. If you have any questions about that, I can, I love that. What you are seeking is seeking you. And that can go into any part of your life, Everything. not just relationships. Money, financial abundance, yes. job, your business growing, your ideal podcast guest, your ideal you being on a show. I mean, everything. You have to believe it. I always right. tell people you have to create it in your mind before it's ever going to come to pass. So if you can't create it in your mind and open up to new possibilities, there's no way it's coming because you have to first create it here. Somebody said the other day, I think I was watching something, I don't remember what it was, and it was very simple, but so profound and deep and, and true, which is who invented the, there was a time where there were no chairs. Somebody had an idea to make a chair and it became a reality. And that's, it's the same thing. And ideas are very spiritual. Where do they come from? They come because we're open and they choose us. And it's so beautiful when we manifest and we we create. Thoughts become things when we create. And I, when I first got introduced to manifesting, I'm like, whatever, that really doesn't work. And now I've got, you know, the dream board and we need to update. I was telling my husband the other day, like, we need to take that thing down and redo it. Because all that thing is, all that's on the dream board, we already have. We've already reached that stage. So getting to, to the next level, to the new dreams. So what you are seeking is seeking you as a perfect example. What about us who are in a relationship? So I will give you a couple relationship quickly. Um, so a very interesting couple because they both had the same unresolved issue, which was that they were just insecure and didn't feel loved at a certain level for different reasons, mostly stemming from both of their childhoods. Um, so they're married and they both work. He, the guy is a multimillionaire. So in a lot of ways, the wife doesn't need to work, but she does because of her own identity. She wants to feel like she's contributing. So they were I hear having, a lot of women say, I, I want, I need my own money. That also. So they, they work. I don't know if that's in a scenario, but like they work because they're not allowed to touch his money. So they've got to have their own. 
and I know a lot of women, it's not, it's fear-based, but it's not good. Um, they want to earn money just in case anything happens. If they get divorced, they want to be able to, um, to be able to support themselves. So this is interesting. He has all this money and he actually wants her to work less, but she doesn't because it's for her own. And he gives her money. He gives her a certain amount every week. Sometimes he gives her more because he's the provider and he's that like wonderful guy. He just wants to make her happy. But what was happening was, so they had this thing about sex where, where she would take one for the team a lot because she's not really as, as sexual a person. But what we found was that he, of course, not of course, I'm, I'm generalizing, but a lot of men doesn't matter if they're in a fight, not like they will just want to have sex all the time. Doesn't matter. Okay. Um, this guy wanted to have sex a lot. He still does. And she was doing it, but not really like wanting to do it. But once they got past their unresolved issues where she wasn't feeling appreciated for whatever reason, she just wasn't feeling appreciated. And she also wasn't feeling supported. Like she would tell him things that were bothering her and he would kind of brush it off. Once she started feeling more like actual love from him, she started wanting to have sex more. And he had to work on when it didn't happen, not feeling like she didn't love him because that's on some level what he was feeling. He was feeling rejected. And there was earlier on in their relationship, a situation where they were on a break like from friends. They were on a break and she did, they both got together with other people. So he was still, but hers was more significant, I guess. So he was still also hung up on that. So every time it's like it was, they were living in the past. Every time that she didn't want to have sex with him, he would think it meant that she wanted some other guy, which was not the truth. It was his assumption. So now they've both worked on themselves and healed their unresolved issues. Of course, forever there will be issues to heal, but these main ones and they communicate more. He's there for her more. He validates her more. And she wants to, she wants to have sex. And, and as long as we're talking about sex, men and women fundamentally have this different outlook. I think I know. Um, and so it was very cliche. Once again, it made so much sense, but they got to this place where they mutually want to have sex with each other and for the right reasons, because they love each other, not to make them not for him, not to make him like feel like good about himself. It's because they love each other and they, and they want to, and that wasn't their only issue, but that was one issue. Do you like have these conversations with them in the same room or do they do it separate or is it a combination of both? So like how, like how do you pull out of the child? How do you pull that out of people? Okay. First of all, so that just your superpower. He, that's good. Um, I, people do feel very comfortable talking to me about everything, <laughs> about everything. That's why my job is, is extra fun sometimes or, or not. Sometimes they'll be, <laughs> they'll be like, TMI and I'll be like bracing myself. No, I'm kidding. Um, I always say to my clients, I've been doing this for 20 years. There's nothing I haven't heard. So just feel free. And I don't judge also. Um, no, he, they were there. I think he's more comfortable talking about it than, than she is, but she got more comfortable. Um, but in some situations, the guy is very, not comfortable, especially talking about feelings. And, but to answer your question, they do couples therapy. I do ongoing individual 
sessions with him. And, but I've also done sessions with her and her mom. I've done sessions with his brother because this becomes a family thing. Once one person starts healing, everybody's like, I want to start drinking. What like it's like I want what he's having. I want what she's having. So um, this this happens a lot with my clients. It's, it's it becomes like a family affair. Yeah, that's cool. All right, guys, how do they find you, Jamie? Besides the book, how can they reach out and talk to you? Yes, you'll post the book. It's called Manifesting. Um, so you can find me at therelationshipexpert.com. It's very straightforward. All my information is on there. My Instagram is at the relationship expert, no E at the beginning of expert, the relationship letter X P E R T love talk live and all tech radio. All the links are on my website and um, I think that's it. And I, I'm on like, I don't know. I have a TikTok, I have a Twitter, but <laughs> Facebook, Instagram's our main. main Instagram's one. your main one. And then to get more of the relationship stuff, find her at LA love talk radio, right? It's, LA Talk Radio, Love Talk Live. Okay. Yes. LA Talk Radio. Your love show was Love Talk Live. Yes. You're, okay. Everybody does that. Got it. Um, and I will provide you with that link to my free gift, which is seven days to manifesting love, affirmations, and exercises, which once again, you can absolutely utilize if you're already in a relationship. I have people doing that all the time. Yeah, to manifest it currently, to manifest it in the future, to manifest what you have, to become what you want. Mm -hmm. All there. All right. Jamie, J-A-I-M-E, Bronstein at therelationshipexpert.com. Thanks, Jamie. Thank you so much. This was fun. Ready to have all of your blood work compiled in one location where you can easily read it all together? Well, go grab my book, Why Are My Labs Normal? on Amazon. Grab it, learn how to read your own labs, and take the power back in your hands because your normal blood work is loaded with answers. You just got to have the right person reading it, and the right person can be you. Go grab it on Amazon, Why Are My Labs Normal by Dr. Kylie Burton. Leave a review, and we'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>